This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was public transportation. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 144. 144, Bill. One of the weird pieces of trivia tidbits that has been lodged in my brain since elementary school days is that the number 144 is called a gross. Yeah. <laughs> a gross. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that. <laughs> I looked that up before and I was like, I'm reading it, but I don't know it's this. It's been this random thing that's lodged in my brain. I literally think there was, I had like a notebook of graph paper that was mm. like 12 lines uh, horizontal and 12 vertical. And at the end it was like, what, a little 144 in the bottom corner. And I was hmm. always like, 144, that's the perfect number. A gross. Like 12 squared. 144 units of anything is a gross. That's a gross of something yeah what is a score <laughs> oh that's good four, four scores score, th- seven years ago i think it's 20 i think a score is 20 years whoa i think that's whoa. right i think that's right much longer than i thought I, i'm pretty sure i cannot be positive we could maybe do the math well they said four scores and okay let's try and do the math because he was referring to the writing of the declaration of independence for the constitution right in 1776 okay. he probably said that in 1850s okay so four score- checks out I think it's 20 years. Four scores is 20. That would be 80 years. Four scores and seven years ago. I think I – A score. I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm like five (laughs) years away from my second score. Your second score. You're five years away from your second score. Holy crap. Holy crap. (laughs) Okay. Two scores ago, Billy was born. That's right. (laughs) Have you ever used score casually? (laughs) Or gross casually? Never. Never. Got it. I also think it's like I do have also the vague memory of my high school job is working in my local supermarket. And I do do feel like – You got fired for not showing up. Not showing up. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Um. Yes. Sorry, sorry <laughs> to interrupt you. No, no, no. I okay. got fired from not trying. Okay. Fired by my close friend's dad. Okay. <laughs> uh, who on the shop. Everyone knows everyone. Why would I do Did that? I distract you? No, not at all. Okay. Um, they, I feel like grocery stores measure things in, like, in gross. Yeah. I feel like, like it's. gross price unit? Yeah. A GP, what is my talking yeah, about? Yeah, but I think it's, <laughs> I think okay. it's that. You had suggested, or you had lofted out there, hey, it's episode 144. Maybe we could do an episode about gross. Yeah, or just like gross, gross things. We've been but, talking about it for two and a half minutes now, and I feel like I've hit my limit. That's as to like what enough. I know. That seems like enough. <laughs> what, is the, what is the standard thing that is used in gross? Like who's ordering – is it usually 144 like boxes of ramen I think and that's so. why supermarkets do it? That's my impulse. That's my impulse. Okay. But I also just love like – and again, we sort of earmarked that as maybe a future episode. We'll talk about like numerology, like yeah. meaning of numbers because yeah. that is so interesting. But just – I don't know. There's something funny and kind of bizarre to me that like this rand, seemingly random number 144 right. got assigned a name. Right. That got a label. Right. What, that that one did. Well, it's episode 144, it. and you've already learned something new. Yes. We're getting gross. We're getting gross. Uh, right before this, we ha- recorded our uh, third episode of Q&A with BNA. That's right. Please go check that out. That is on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash no joke. No joke pod. No joke pod. That's right. No joke pod. Yep. Patreon.com slash no joke pod. Adam, it's a good podcast. It's a good one. I wouldn't be encouraging people to uh, listen to it as much if I didn't think that they couldn't get something out of it. New episodes every Tuesday. Yeah. It is very simple. 
Q&A with B&A. You ask us Qs, we give you As. Yeah. On this Straight most up. recent episode, uh, we answered some serious questions mm-hmm. about making friends, the struggle of making friends, when you should let go of a friend, yep. perhaps. Yep. Um, we also answered a fun question about uh, what albums you would bring on an island. The old desert island. If you yeah. had to be on an island for 10 years. That's right. I think that people should tune in, if only to hear your five. Yeah, and yours. Yes, but yours, yours. yours hit hard. <laughs> I was very. I thought oh, you had. A, I thought you had a great five. <laughs> it was. It was fairly thought out. It's not. You know. It's like these social island questions come up every once in a while. It's like right. it's good to think about. Gang. I, I like to think. I like to imagine <laughs> this uh, remote desert island with one CD player. <laughs> yeah. With a the little island. bows. <laughs> little bows underneath a coconut That's tree. That's battery operated, and the batteries last for ten right. years. Yeah. Battery solar. Yeah. But please, once again, check out our second podcast for five dollars a month. You get four episodes, yes. and it is called Q and A with B and A. Once is. again, patreon.com slash no joke pod we're giving advice absolutely now uh we said this was the gross episode and speaking of gross it sort of relates to our uh topic today okay which was sort of submitted by a twitter user yeah uh, a twitter user that's what they're called that's a how twitter we, user. we've reduced jesus we've reduced you real human beings who interact with us on a daily <laughs> submitted daily by, basis. by a twitter user by a series Horrible. of zeros and ones a human being right suggested that we talk about public transportation good idea pretty good idea pretty good idea big fan of public transportation are you huge huge fan and to really? me, it, to me okay. it is one of the staples of a functioning society. <laughs> really? Absolutely. Okay. No doubt about it. Okay. To me, like the ability of a city. I, 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 some, I sometimes, to, to a large degree, judge the quality of a city, frankly, yeah. by the efficiency of its public transit. Got it. To so me, you must it's hate like Los a, Angeles. Say it again? So you must hate Los Angeles. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it goes in my con column, to be honest with you. When, really? I, when I talk about, when I think about Los Angeles, okay. the sort of absence or the dearth of really good public transit is a bummer. And I do think that LA would be much improved by a kick-ass right. functioning they're working on it they're working on it they're working on it so i so but yeah i do think it's really important yeah. to a city's health well it's a great question yeah and it's something that we both kind of grew up with mm-hmm. so we will uh break down public transport today yes it's the first act of the no joke podcast yes and the first act we like to talk about our histories yes now you billy as a long island native right. probably have a much more intimate relationship from a young age with public transit what so, was the earliest that you were on the long island railroad oh it was that Long Island Railroad, uh, everyone in Long Island uses the Long Island Railroad to go out east to Montauk and to go west to the city. It is it is the lifeline of Long Island. It is the lifeline yeah. of Long Island. It is not a subway. Yes. So there, it, it's all above ground. Yes. So it feels like you can always see the Long Island Railroad. Yes. So there's not like an age thing. It's not like you have to be like five when you're like ready for the Long Island yes. Railroad. Like my two-year-old niece and nephew are on right. the Long Island Railroad. Yes. The Long Island Railroad is – a hell of an experience. <laughs> Can you paint the picture? Because it is not the subway, nor is it Amtrak. Right. It is somewhere in between. Sure. Yeah. So the quality of the train yeah. is fine. Imagine like a, a standard slightly like above. I, I I don't say that it's a unique experience because of the train right. per se. Right. I think that the Long Island Railroad is a unique experience because of the people Clientele, who go on the train. Yeah. Because Long Island people are big. Physically and spiritually and with their voices. And volume, loud voices. Volume-based. Volume-based culture. And they're loud (laughs) in public in a park in Long Island. But when you put them on a tube. Oh, baby. You put them on a tube uh, going one direction where they can't get on or off. It just starts to bubble up. Yeah. Everything starts to bubble. And and it's just a – I mean in my experience with the Long Island Railroad. Yes. 
a key element was that you could drink legally that is, on this train. That is like the secret sauce, and one that, might say. That's the special ingredient. And that <laughs> just makes Long Island people turn up. Yeah. So, yeah. like, on the platforms to go home, there's people selling beers yes. for you to carry on to the train. What a dangerous combo. And you, so I will say that one of my first experiences, beers? at least growing up, like yeah. at an age where I could take public transport yes. by myself, call it 16, 17 years old. Maybe yes. I'm going into the city for the night and I'm taking an 11 o'clock train yes. home. People are so <laughs> recklessly drunk oh, God. and crazy oh, that really a lot of the Long Island Railroad experience is survive. Survive. Don't be Endure. seen. Literally, don't be seen by a, a group of people. Disappear. Get invisible. Hide. Get literally, invisible. get invisible. Like headphones will not win the war. <laughs> That's After 11 p.m. on Long Island Railroad, it's literally like headphones will not win the war. You'll still get hit with a Slurpee. Are you serious? Definitely. You're, so it's 11:30. You're like scrunched up with a headphone, listening to Les Mis, the original Broadway cast recording. People are getting wrecked. A, hey, bro. People are yeah, yeah. wrecked trying <laughs> yeah. to mess with you. Oh God. This is post 11 p.m. But I mean, like for me, that was my leaving the city. You yes. know, like. So my first interactions with public transport, yes, I couldn't believe that you were allowed to behave this way on a train. Yes. Of course, then I moved out of uh, Long Island yes. and into the city and started seeing subways. The subway. You're like, oh, yes. Fearless. But I will just say that uh, the Long Island Railroad is its own little civil war yes. going in every direction. Yes. And you just kind of need to survive it. My mother, who, as you know, is from Long Island, from East Rockaway. Right. She, like, she has the sort of Long Island Railroad train conductor sort of litany of towns. Right. It is one of the things that is, like, etched into her soul. That's real. Massapequa, Massapequa Park. It's just I mean, like... The fact it, that you can say Massapequa, yeah. Massapequa Park. It is et it is so generationally etched into her consciousness and right. soul that it is now etched into mine, even right. though I've, I haven't really ridden the Long Island Road that much. But it's just like there is – it is weirdly its own – not weirdly. It is like its, it's like own culture. It's a poem. It is it's a It's poem. like a 12-stop uh, series yeah. of towns from yeah. Manhattan to like central Long yes. Island. And if you take the train twice, because of like the Long Island Railroad conductor's yeah. voice, you start to hear like Wontaw, Copaig, Massapequa, Massapequa Park, Baldwin, Long Island, Rock, Rock, Rockwell Center, Limbrook, East Rockaway. You're just like, oh, oh my God. It's beautiful. And my friend, my friend works at Blue Point Brewery, which is a Long Island brewery, cool. and he uh, picked to beer and now it's being made with all of the stops on the side so of the So that's camp. great. Yeah. It, the, well, that's so interesting. It is it's a point of pride. The Babylon is, line. The we ba all grew up on the Babylon line. There's poetry to it. John there, Gabris uh, talks about the Babylon line high and mighty all the time. Yes. I was on a show once and I said, you should make a t-shirt with all of the stops on it. Good call. And he did it in itself. Good call. I get no percentage. Good, no percentage. It was fully your idea. No percentage. Yes. Right. It would make one of those cool shirts in the trend of like the this and this and this and He's this made a few and. of those as well. That's really good. Um, you grew up on the MTA when you're going Not into the city? even. I mean, yeah. My So I'm obviously from Albany, which is like farther upstate. No, Albany as a city in and of itself has buses and no train, but no. like a good bus system in Albany. It's not a city. It's a town. It's a town. Right. It's a town. My teeny town of Voorheesville, of course, has no public transportation. You have one so stop sign. One stop sign. I mean, so there's no... how much public transportation is necessitated when you only have to stop once in the town? Public transportation is Jordan's bike. Right. They'll give you a ride, <laughs> give you a ride to Greg the stop or sign. Yeah, exactly. That's right. public transportation. Right. But, I mean, we were – I mean, I think my first kind of experience would be going down to the city as a kid with family to go see shows on Amtrak. And Amtrak, Amtrak. I have a massive yes. – maybe this was my birth of love of public transit. I adore yes. taking the train. Amtrak was an elevated experience. Oh, I love it. Right. I loved it. I continue to love it. Right. It's so fabulous. When Maggie and I went to uh, Portland from Los yeah. Angeles a couple years ago, we took the train. It was like a 29-hour Amtrak. It was – so peaceful. So, 29. I loved it, man. Nice. Sleeper car. Like, right. it's awesome. Right. So my first sort of like first 
public transit experiences were piling into the Amtrak train right. and getting out of the city. And then when I was in college, that was how I would get to and from home, obviously. Right. And it was, I don't know, there's something incredibly peaceful and there is about train travel. Out the window of the train. And to really feel the transition out of the city. Mm-hmm. It's like you leave Yonkers, all of a sudden you're like in the Hyde Park, kind of Hudson, full Hudson River beauty yep. of it. And then that, even you transition into farther weird boondocksy upstate. Right. It's nice. And then in reverse, going back down, it's like feeling that kinetic energy as you approach New York City. Right. With something that, again, it's completely psychosomatic, but it feels tangible. Oh, but as a kid, you were like, yeah. this is like, this is awesome. Yeah. Look it, how fast we're moving. We're on a train. It feels totally awesome. And and another thing I love is that, like, with Amtrak especially, there's a lot of, like, um, there's a lot of the train route that's – that like, a lot of the views that are right along the river, the Hudson River, obviously, in upstate New York. But when we were going – there, there's, like, beautiful views that are only accessible by the train. Correct. It's, just like, that are exclusive there to the Amtrak roads. experience. Correct. Exactly. My parents just took a train through the Canadian Rockies, and it was like, but they couldn't build roads here, so someone built a railroad that's track. That's right. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it is, in a weird way, its own private view right. world of the world. Right. So, oh, man, I love trains. Shout out trains. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first act break. That's Adam, it. what is that Jackson – Brown. Do you know Jackson Brown? My dad is the biggest Jackson Brown fan of all time. I believe that. Yes. Isn't there like a song where he sings about like being on the road? Yeah, I think and that's a lot of his oeuvre. Yeah, that's a lot of his yeah. oeuvre. And then maybe at one point they come in with the, why don't you stay just a little, a little bit, bit longer? Like that comes in on oh, one of his songs, like even though that's not it? his... Do you oh, man, know what Billy. I'm talking about? I wish I did. I love Jackson Brown. He's I on a like train. I... He's talking about, but then the lights come up and it's another show. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. I know, I know on the road again, obviously, but that's maybe Jackson Brown. That's Willie Nelson. The, Willie Nelson. Great. Right. We just played that song. Just played it. Right. Um, shoot, Jackson Brown. My dad right now, as he's listening to this, is yelling the answer. He's in, furious. T- he's furious. So, I'm so sorry, Dad. We, roll, for letting we tend you down. to roll the dice, Yes. Adam. Dare we say, yes. I'm going to try and find this song now. We dare. And if not. You know what we get? Banana phone!
down You're gonna wake up in your town But we'll be scheduled to appear A thousand miles away from here People stay Back to No Joke, that was Jackson Brown's The Loadout. Billy, you sniffed that one right out, man. That's one of those songs you that it. when you, I was a little kid and I heard it, I'm like, I don't know why, but I'm sad. It's just like it strikes that melancholy chord. Very melancholy, very like nostalgic. I got to say, and funny that you should say that, that's exactly my Amtrak experience. Like it's sort of stri- the Amtrak, like sitting out, like pondering out the window, looking out the window as you go down the yeah. river. It is like a joyful sort of existential melancholy. It Why sort does it make you so that- pensive? Not you. Why does it make people so pensive? Why does being on the road yeah. and travel – Public transport or not. Yeah. Why does it make us so thoughtful? There's something about transients. There's something about not being fixed or like literally Uh, in space and time, I feel like, not being rooted or fixed that I think it's like – for me, it's like when my body's wandering, but your mind just wanders with it. For me, uh, to me, I feel like there's something about like the body-mind wandering. Do you have that same experience with planes? I do. A really? Bit, you a you find bit yourself le- as pensive and like thoughtful or in the same headspace as being in a train as a plane? No, not quite. Not quite. There's something about train travel. You're on the ground. You're seeing the actual right. landscape of Earth. Feels very by. real. So real. Feels very real. And like, and like very, a secret. Yeah. yeah. And like old fashioned. There's something about trains yes. too that makes me feel connected to yes. 19th century, 18th century, 17th century. Real. And like maybe not 17th, whenever the yeah. railroad, 18th, whatever. But like it makes me feel a little bit old connected timey. through space and time. Right. Classic. Planes, it's just like all I hear is just like shh. Yeah. Right. And there's enough sort of TV distractions that you can sort of take yourself out of the beauty of the present ethereal moment of it. But man, planes knock me out. Let's talk about planes in a second. This is the second act of the No Joke podcast. Once again, we're talking about public transport. Yes. Before we talk about planes and whatever we take now. Yes. um, Omar Salama. Yes. We mentioned his name, didn't mention his handle. Yes. This is No Joke's graphic designer. He's incredible. He has made the graphic design for uh, Fun Size. He's made it for Q&A with B&A. And we wanted to properly uh, promote his handles. Yes. At Omar Salama Photo. Please, give him a follow. On Twitter. Give him a follow. Reach out to him. I, the, I, he reached out to us and said, I'm looking to design more if you ever need anything. So I imagine that if you guys need projects designed, maybe Omar Salama Photo might be able to be the man to help you. Countless- and if not, sorry, Omar. We didn't mean to. Sorry, Omar. Uh, did to blow you <laughs> up. Did not mean to blow you up. Countless episodes ago, we were talking about sodas, and we came up with a joke soda. You was- came up with a joke soda joke called so- Zwam. 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 It was like a cherry grape hybrid. <laughs> and we joke often, Adam. Yeah, like, it's impossible to name and design a soda can. Soda. It's hard. My, my man came oh, through with a can of Zwam. I mean, like, his design was made it actually real and, dare I say, appetizing. Yes. Made it look good. Felt like, like Clearly Canadian. Do you remember Clearly Canadian? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Adam fell off yep. the couch. Yes, I do. I haven't thought about it. What's it, up with Clearly Canadian? <laughs> Why'd they go away? I feel like with the sparkling water revolution, like, what's La Croix so popular? Come on back. 
back. CC. Come on back, CC. Where'd it go? Good call. Do you think the bottles were too big? Do you remember they had the big glass they bottles? They were like weird and a big. A little big. I don't yes. think they fit in cup holders, which was a problem for me. So, do you like glass bottled soda? Maybe that's yes. a dumb question. Of yes, because it gets colder. It gets colder. It gets colder than plastic. Something about those like when, Snapple, no uh, when Snapple and Gatorade both went from glass to plastic, I Bummer. had like a crisis in faith. Bummer. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, okay, okay. now my like, like Gatorade and Snapple is just a little warmer. I can bend the bottle with my hands. Like, this is a lot. And usually, I used to throw my glass bottle in the air and run away, and it smash. would smash on the street. Like, that's why I drank Now this. I have to recycle this? Gatorade came in glass? I believe you. Wake up, dog. Whoa, dog. Jesus Christ, did you never... Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> offensive. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean... I- you never had lemon ice in a glass bottle Gatorade? Jesus Christ, the orange knew. lid? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> really? I think this is the first, the most I've ever offended you. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Gatorade came in a glass bottle. You're asking me as a question? I think, I, maybe I just don't. I, what maybe, generation I just... are you in? <laughs> generation lame. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you didn't know that? I, I think that my Gatorade experience, I am in, I, my eyes Jesus are Jesus Christ, you started plastic. I you started I, plastic? I started plastic and powder. Powder? <laughs> I started plastic and powder. I don't know There's few that. things I care about on this planet. Glass well, bottled Gatorades is one of them. Oh my God. Powder? I, I started plastic. I get why one would put powder in a jug. Uh, yes. But before they at least had the experience of an ice cold glass Gatorade. And you were getting that a la carte from a deli, from a glass Omega bottle. Or a deli, yeah, glass right. Gatorade for a dollar. Great. Lemon ice. It was freezing and it was clear. Oh, it sounds amazing. It got freezing because it, it was amazing. glass. After a hot three hours of basketball outside, you go and get a freezing Damn. bottle. Okay. Damn. Don't even know how we got here. Grab one, hop on the Long Island Railroad and drink it as you go. Public transport. Shoot. Baby. Okay. Second act of the No Joke Podcast, Great. Adam. Public transport. Yeah. We public... were briefly talking about planes. Yeah. We've talked about travel with Mamrie Hart on that episode. Oh, we did talk about 120 Jesus. episodes ago. Something literally that. Yes. Something like yes. that. Yes. Um, but you enjoy planes? I do enjoy. You're a plane guy? I do enjoy planes. Okay. I mean, like, uh, I, I generally do. I, I have, I kick my shoes off, which I know is controversial. Right. Do you ever remove your shoes on a plane? Yeah, I will. I'm not really, I'm not going to, but yes. I'm not anti. Yes. I'm not that guy. I'm kicking off my shoes. I have to be wearing socks, though. You uh, cannot have nails oh, out. Please. Cannot have no. nails out on the plane. No. Can't have nails out, frankly, anyway. Not only for other people's hygiene, but for you. That plane is filthy, man. Get to get right. your toes back in their holsters. Right. You got to put the toes in the holsters. Got to put the toes in the holsters don't, when you're 30,000 feet above the ground. Don't be crazy. Put your foot mittens on. Okay. Don't be nuts. Okay. Um, but I, I, to me, I love reading. It's just like one of the things that I loved about living in New York City and riding the train okay. is that it's like library hour. I love reading. Right. It's like primo reading real estate right. is public transit for Do me. Do you ever think about the actual situation that you're in when you're flying? <laughs> yeah. It'll Do flood you? into my brain being well, like, and we're in a You're able to put it down? Th- you're able to like just like be like, well, this is just the, this is what it is? Yes. Good for you. Yes. You? Oh, well, it's I interesting really... to me because, come on. No, no, please. Say? It's just fascinating to me because you have a, uh, I'll say somewhat, but you might say it's more than that. Fear of heights. You don't oh, like yeah. you, you don't like being fifty feet off Huge the ground. Huge fear of heights. And yet thirty thousand feet is so detached that you're okay with it. Yeah. Yep. You're okay with it. Fascinating. It's just like that's the weird paradox of the human brain. <laughs> yeah, not for of terrified of heights, not at all afraid of flying. Uh, uh, that it seems like a cognitive dissonance, but there's something about the I don't know, like right, real. planes that's... are designed and work well enough that uh they 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 got me. They tricked me. I'm good. I'm professional. I, I mean surgeons do surgery. <laughs> I, feel I mean safe. like we have professionals who are doing professional things for yes. us. Yes. I remember you talking about and I believe that we've discussed this on the podcast. 
which is that like you went really went out of your way. You and I have slightly two different philosophies when it comes to this. It's like turbulence makes me feel weird and crazy and ooh, and I right. just want to like close my eyes and close my ears and right. until it's over. You took the sort of the opposite track, which are like I'm going to learn. I'm going to read about it. Yeah, like I'm going to actually understand it? the science right. behind turbulence, right, right, like right. wind currents, things like that, which I really found admirable. And like you don't again, you sort of we talked about in the last B and Q and A. It's like you ran towards the fire on that one. Like right. you sort of felt the disturbance and wanted to know more about it. Exactly. And I wanted to retreat into my own. Uh, I was on a plane hole. recently that went 790 miles per hour to New York. That is, is that is so fast. That is so fast. Yeah, planes will generally be between like called 350 and 500. Oh wow! But the tailwind was so insane. It's like twice as fast. For me, I like watching the screens. Yeah, I don't like watching movies for whatever reason. I don't really like to read on them. Yes. I literally just like to watch the numbers go up and down it's, on the data. It's pretty of nice. The plane. It's pretty Th- nice. That brings me joy. <laughs> and when we were doing 790 miles per hour, we're like whoa. As soon as we landed, I texted our science friend, Graham. Yes. And I was like, tell me about 790 miles per hour. Is that normal for a commercial flight? Yes. And he broke down all of these things. And it's like, I can't repeat them because it's way over my head. Yes. But it brought me even more comfort than learning about turbulence to know that people who don't even work in aviation, he's just a scientist who knows these things. There's so many answers to what's happening on that plane. Oh, my gosh. And planes being tested over and over again that I was like, you know what? You can't worry about it when, like, even layman's can yes. explain all of this. Yes, stuff. exactly. So that was comforting. Yes. If you could, let me ask you this. Yes. If you could improve the coach, not first class, because we all travel coach, right? The coach experience. What physical change would you make to the plane to do so? I know this is an obvious, super obvious answer. I wonder. Widen out a little more space. Mm. Not even a ton of space in between the seats. Okay. Not a ton, not even a ton. Okay. But just like enough that it's not like forearm on forearm where b- me and a stranger are sharing like a small sliver of arm real right. estate. But that's playing against everything planes are dealing with now. They are trying to make things, they're trying to find new places to make money. And that means right. squeeze them in. Of course, exactly. It keeps the quote-unquote plane tickets prices down. Exactly. All that kind of stuff. Exactly. But you would just widen out and, and charge people more? Yeah, just a little more Just a little more space. I mean, from the That's consumer your major point gripe. of view. That's your major gripe, that your forearms are grazing. It, it's more, because I find, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm 5'11", so I'm like tall, I'm a normal tall. Okay. So like, I, I feel comfortable with the recline and with my foot, my my leg extension. I'm not getting. It's, I'm not a leg cramp. It's not okay. a leg cramp issue. That's not an it's issue. It's more of a width. It's just a width Got it. issue for me. Okay. I, 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 not that I need to put my elbows out, you but need I need to widen out a little. A scotch. Two inches, three inches on each side. A scotch and coach. Okay. How about you? I would. So you know how on the seats of airplanes they have now like the flaps on oh, the yeah. headrest yes. where they're like two inches, three inches, and you can fold them in and you can quote unquote rest your head Do on you the like side. That? Look, if they were bigger, sure. Yes. But they are purely like pageantry. I agree. That is just like, hey, look, we tried. Yeah. This is what I want. I'm (laughs) usually at my most comfortable, or I think I should be at my most comfortable, when I'm leaning forward and I have my elbows on the uh, tray and my hands are up and my head is resting. So my head is like forward. You know what I mean? Thinking thinking man's position. Thinking man's position. Let's call it that. So – why not get rid of those flaps on the headrests Put them and up. build a contraption Put them up front, on the back of the other seat that comes out Headrest. that just allows me to lean forward and sleep that way? Solid, solid, solid idea. Planes assume solid. that we want to tip left to right to go to sleep. I'm going to lean forward. We have, we're living in lanes, folks. What we have, like you said, is a certain amount of space side to side. No what we in. really have is a little room front to back Absolutely. to make our, to kind of build our little world. That's your home. Right. 
So I would love if there was a contraption that would come out like two feet from the chair in front of me yep. that I could unfold and rest my head in. Absolutely. Is it asking too much? I don't think it is. I actually think that's a pretty brilliant novel improvement. I think that would be really smart. Maggie likes that too. That is Maggie. my wife Maggie's plain sleeping tactic is face forward smashed against the tray. Yeah. Of the smashed against but they the don't offer the... they don't offer any sort of comfort in that direction. Uh, yes. No comfort in front of us. That's absolutely it's right. It's only side to side. Let me ask you this, Bill. Planes are is not, of course, public transit. It is these are private oh, airline companies. Correct. But would would you what would you think about a public airplane option? Like okay. if it was like the MT if like the okay. if it was like a state run Sure. Would you be more or less inclined to trust with all everything you know about like federally right. funded things and right. how that works? Right. And like we see that the subway breaks down. I'd be like, just as fine to trust it. It's fine. I just don't know enough about I just don't know enough yeah, about know enough what about the difference between private and public actually means. Yeah, but if it was like the state of California airline, right? Like I'd ride it. Yeah, sure. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I couldn't tell you anything about Delta. Yeah, I don't know why I trust Delta. <laughs> I They've just been around for a long time. I know. Uh, here's a little hack, though, and then we'll go into our second act. Hack me. Jake and Amir are in Vegas right now. Awesome. Amir texted me like a half hour before his flight, and he's like, "Hey, have you ever heard of Jet Suite? I believe it's called Jet Suite." Never heard of it. I neither ever. I never either. Yes. Um, apparently, they are an airline that flies from. L.A. to Vegas, private, 20 seats on the plane. Whoa. So you're like, that's probably a couple thousand dollars. Yes. $79. Each How, way. though? I don't know. Wait, what? And I can't explain it. What? But if you live in Vegas or if you live in L.A. and you're looking to go either way, I believe it's $79 Wait. each way for a freaking private plane. And the reason why I know that he's not lying is because he also sent me a picture of this freaking private plane. They did that? Is that how they went? Of course. Oh my god. Because on Delta and Southwest it's like a buck 59. But on this freaking private plane, Jet I believe it's called Suite. Jet Suite. We can we can double check that, but it doesn't really matter. That's it's, bonkers. it's just the fact that this exists. That's so bonkers. Right. That's really cool. I would like to do that. So maybe we'll do that. I've never you've never been on a private I never been on, I've never even flown first class. Me neither. Really? Me neither. Adam. Never. We should fly first class somewhere. Let's fly first class somewhere. Let's fl- <laughs> We should do that, actually. Half joking. Yeah. We'll figure we that out. We will do it. Okay, yeah. got it. Second act break. <laughs> okay. Planes. Planes. Uh, I mean, of course. Did some, did the le- yeah, you even on a jet plane, of course, obviously. That's oh, the that's obvious. Sweet. I mean, we're just going to make them cry both times. I know. We can't. We're not trying to not to play all the hard strings. Though there is yes. um, the most deaf version of leaving on a jet plane. Oh, yeah. Do you know that one? I think. I'm leaving. Yes. I think. That exists. We'll find it. hearing that? We'll that find exists. it. We'll <laughs> That's play. all Billy needed. Okay, most deaf. He will say at some point in this song, "I'm leaving." <laughs> uh, oh, that's I don't right. even I know if he says "jet plane." That's I just right. think he says, "I'm leaving." <laughs> Both songs today are songs with little other songs inside of them. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the theme of today's episode. It's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to play leaving. Right. See you at the airport. Oh, baby, bro, I'm leaving. We'll go ahead and leave the 
call heard around the world from the wise of MCs. These cats is paying more than half a pound. My garment bag, I snatch it down. I got the skate, but we could probably run the back of town. Scenarios like this is tear jerkers for the modern MC. I eat the blue collar worker, cause this thing called rhyming, no different from coal mining. We both on the assignment to unearth the diamond. When you start climbing and them eyes start shining, you be struggling and striving and they think you prime time and maintain and keep silent. Make no an observation, it's confrontation. This is the daily operation, my concentration. Stay focused on my recitation, about to reach my destination with the pause of hesitation. Baby, make the preparation, cause this ain't no recreation. This is pro ball, and we letting you know, y'all, at the show, y'all. Doing this for dough, y'all. Get the phone call, and I'm ready to blow, y'all. About to go, y'all. Been a pleasure to know, y'all. Drop these heavy ass bags up off my backbone Around the world with the catalog of rap songs My baby girl is walking, been away for that long But no, you haven't, well, at least it's how it seemed to me My hometown is like a whole different scenery The old timers on the stoop leaning leisurely The new jacks up in the park smoking greenery Easily taken for granted when you up in it But it's sweet sinning when you been down for a minute Move around, city limits, break them down with the finish The end of winning, classical b-boy image Collect the winners, cause it's the reason that we came here This thing is not a game here, the fortune not the fame here From New York to the Cadillacs, Cali and the Cadillacs Chicago know we innovate, infiltrate Virginia State D.C. make we stimulate, Philly know we penetrate Georgia make us generate, let's set a date to get the pace They celebrate to my jams in foreign lands Even your mans in Japan know who I am And our son, make everybody out in the bonds Ichiban, they got man, where you get it from Phenomenon, excuse me, that's a phone call It's a show, y'all, trying to get this dough, y'all About to blow, y'all, been a pleasure to know, y'all know And I'm letting you know I'm leaving on a jet plane I don't know if I'll be back again Kiss me and smile for me Tell me that you wait for me Hold me like you know I'll never go off. Even though you know I will, I'm a traveling man Moving through places, space and time I got a lot of things I got to do But in short, I'm coming back to you Baby boo, I'm a traveling man Moving through places, space and time Got a lot of things I got to do But God willing, I'm coming back to you Back to you, I'm Welcome back to No Joke. That was Most Def leaving on the jet plane. That's a banger. Most Def's the man. Yeah, he's the man. Most Def's the man. Agreed. I remember one time you saw, we were living in New York City, and you saw Most Def. Yes. On the street. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And you told me that he was with the most beautiful woman you had ever seen in your entire life. I don't even remember that. Really? You, thank you for ho- having my memory for me. You said, I was like, holy shit. Like, what, what was that like? Did you say hi? And you're like, no, no. But he was with the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire I life. I believe me. Right. I believe me. <laughs> when Twitter was young, when Twitter was new, yeah. um, and like everyone's like trying to figure out how to be funny. Yes. Like there was no like roadmap, but this is how comedians do it. This yes. is how people are funny. Yes. Um, I remember just like willy nilly following people who I like, mostly <laughs> yeah. rap. 
rappers yes. at the time. Yes. And no one was funny yet. No one was really telling jokes. Yeah. But the, one of the first tweets that like made me like really guffaw, yeah. not just laugh, guffaw, yes. was Most Deaf. <laughs> and Most Deaf tweeted, and it didn't seem like it was going to be a joke. Most Deaf tweeted that he was walking through Union Square, which is a park in New York City, yeah. and somebody walked up to him and he said, yo, man, do you like hip hop? And he gave him an album. And Most Deaf said, I looked at the album and frisbeed the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That is the funniest thought to me. Yes. That somebody gives you their project and then you frisbee it yes. away from both of you. Yes. Hey man, you like hip hop? Get the- yeah. Just the phrase frisbee, frisbee the, the fuck, fuck out, out of. Get out of here. That is one of the funny elements about specific that is specific to not specific to New York City public transit, but a part of the New York City subway life. Is like there is a weird like com- like commerce like people are hawking candles oh. they are hawking CDs oh like, yeah it is its own M&M weird mall peanut. down there M M&M and M peanut uh, yeah, yeah like, people are selling things down there <laughs> yeah right that's what's fun about public transit is that it does have like a it is its own like we were joking half joking about like Long Island Railroad being its own culture all the list on the stops Gabers putting out a T-shirt but there are like it cultures yeah like it sort of generates its own culture like Definitely. New York City subway is its own thing that is both related to New York. City itself, and frankly, its own world. Definitely. Its own literal subterranean worlds. And within that, there is actually a a whole world under there. The mole people, right? The mole people. And that's real. This is real. And a lot of people, there's books about it. Uh, There's a lot of people who uh, don't live in New York City and and wouldn't even assume. Yes. A, rent in New York City is really high. Yes. It's really hard to live in New York City. Very hard. You need to find your space. Make concessions. There is a community of hundreds who live hundreds of feet below the subways. That's crazy. In large carved out areas underground in the dirt. Like not – this isn't like cement areas in the dirt and they are living there and they are coexisting there and they come up for food and scraps and then they go back down. How do they get down there? There's a book called The Mole People. <laughs> How, do How do they get back there? down there? How through, do they get through, down through there? Through the tracks. Through the tracks. So they'll just like go into Astro Place, climb down the six. They have a Metro card so they get in yep. and then they'll like just like walk onto the tracks and walk lower and lower the tracks to I their I don't know home. if it was an article or That's a book crazy. but I believe it was called The Mole People. Yes. And – there's people down there – a reporter went down there Jesus. and met with a bunch of them. And there's people down there. There's like electricity. They figured out all these ways. Generators, all these what? things. Yes. I've seen people crawl out I've, or I've seen like people poke up and go down. Have you it's, never seen that? I mean I feel like I – There's people with artillery. There was they were this long, I think the longest interview in the book or was it a book or an article That's I can't remember wild. but there was a person who was just like hoarding artillery that down there is... and they live down there they don't see sunlight for days at a time these are called the mole people check this book out this is real <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot that's embellished in the book Oh I'm sure but, but maybe not though the I fact mean... that this exists to a degree is real Truth seems stranger than fiction in in some ways I would right. believe the, I would believe the craziest weirdest element of the mole people story Right that's Bananas. Right. That's so crazy. Third act of the No Joke Podcast today, we were talking about public transit. Public transit. The future of public transit. Yeah. Feels like there's one schmuck in the middle of it all, and his name is Elon Musk. Oh, yeah, exactly. I know. He's trying is to- Is he a dumbass? He I might like, be a- He might be a- both, Pardon my French, a freaking dumbass. Is he like- He's trending towards dumbass? Like, yeah. I, are we rooting for him? Are we rooting for Elon Musk? I don't know. I, I don't really root for Elon Musk- I, I think that, like, in our culture, there is, like, a, a fa- to me, what I perceive to be a bit of a false thing of, like, a great man will save us. Like, I think that there's a little bit of, like, a savior complex that he suffers from and that we suffer from in the huh. way that we perceive Elon Musk. That's interesting. Like, all it takes is, what like, a little bit in the Ayn Rand mold. Are of, people like, putting that on him, that he is going to be our great savior when I think it comes he's to energy? putting it on himself. Okay. I think he's like, I'm going to get us to space. I will fix L.A. transit. I'll do it. And you don't like that? 
No, I You don't mean, like that attitude? I mean, I'm all for innovation. I love brilliant people. I think that, like, you know, I do think that, like, certain brilliant individuals are the ones that can, like, push progress. Right. And, like, Steve Jobs exists. Right. And, like, people can really innovate and change the world. Correct. But his attitude and his personality seems bad. Schmucky. Seems like a schmucky guy. But he's smart. I don't know. I yeah, yes. I don't. I don't know, man. Right. Yeah. Yes. I'm but I know you. That... I'm asking to, in your in your uninformed opinion. When someone says the name Elon Musk, are you like that guy's a dumbass or that guy is hopefully trying his hardest? I don't know. Like, I what think, is your interpretation? I think like uh, I think like ugh, annoying. Right. I think like, annoying. Like <laughs> right. ugh. But I know that like his like his thing here in Los Angeles, which maybe even already exists, mm. is this uh, sub again a subterranean freeway. Right. Which is it like, does not exist. It does not exist. No, right? It's all it's theoretical. A, it's all theoretical. Correct. Right. Here's what made me think. Sorry, but to backtrack. Here's what made me think he was a total dumbass. What was the thing where he was like? Was it after Hurricane Harvey? Oh yeah. And like, no, it was after the miners. The miners made the save, and he called one of them right. a pedophile. He that's called. Right. He called one of the guys. He came up with a submarine, a little boat, a little submarine that was going to get through all of things. He wasn't in Thailand. In, in Thailand. He wasn't in Thailand. He had no sort of blueprints. He was just sure of it. Somebody else actually came up with a solution, right. uh, put it into action. Elon Musk, uh, then he checked Elon Musk, and he's like, that would never work in this environment. Elon Musk just butt hurt and ego bruised. Right. Called the guy some sort of pedophile. Like, that's when I was like, you're a schmuck, dude. Right. That's like what's a one. Sh- that's a one strike you're out. Yeah, like, that's a one strike you're out. What's wrong with you? Right. Male fragile ego. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and so that's a very easy, that's a very easy way to call him. Yeah, that was a schmuck. Uh, but I worked on Adam Conover. Uh, he has the show Adam Ruins Everything. And he did a whole segment on Elon Musk and how Elon Musk is a little bit of a, pho- not a phony, but just like a little. What did he say? Do you remember any of the details? It was, about, it was specifically about this public transit initiative that okay. Elon Musk wanted to do, which okay. is this subterranean freeway where you drive your car into a thing, into a little portal. Your own it, car? Your own car. Okay. You drive into a portal, it then drops you X amount of feet under the ground, and there's another freeway down there that is supposed to reduce freeway traffic. He's just adding a second freeway? It's underground, underground, though. Hmm. So, like, and again, I think that, and I think that the idea is that it will reduce traffic on the 101, on the 405, on these freeways above ground, because a lot of that traffic will be siphoned under the ground somehow. I don't know about this. Exactly. That and seems, it just it seems like a second road. That's right. Okay. And Adam's point, and again, I'm not articulating this nearly as articulately as he would, sure. but it's essentially like there are like traffic scientists. Of course. Like, obviously, like urban planners and traffic scientists that are like, that is not a solution because just like you just intuited, Bill, it's like where there are roads, cars will be. Right. It's not like if you build, like, it, the cars will fill that vacuum and then there will be two traffic highways. That's right. Instead of just the one. Right. Like, that's just the way seems that... Seems basic. Yeah, seems like, like a basic start. Yeah, so right. I think that, like, I think some of his grandiose, crazy ideas... I mean, look, I as we said at the beginning of this podcast, I would love for Los Angeles to have a functioning public transit system sure. or some way to reduce the insane traffic. Absolutely. This double highway underground, underneath the right. sea highway, right. maybe doesn't seem like it's it. And I also know that the LA is trying to like build a tra- like a metro, like trying to build a train. And they I've ridden the gold it. line, man, and it's rad. Really, it's great. Right. And it's like the train, the 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 public transit, and the LA metro when it works and when you're on it, it's great and Got it's it. rad. It's just not nearly as expansive enough relative to how huge and spread out Los Angeles is to be really that. Practical. Right. Yeah, you can't really use it, actually. We have a few minutes left. Okay. This question, or at least the suggestion of let's talk about public transit, came uh, from a a person who 
often listens to our podcast. A Twitter user, you a, might say. A Twitter user, a series <laughs> of O's and ones. Uh, she, uh, she or he, I'm yes. going to leave that alone. Yes. Um, Ask us this because they listen to our podcast in these arenas. Oh. Are there certain arenas where you find yourself, Adam? I'm sure that people take us on Good walks. Question. People take us, listen to us, like, in bulk on planes. My mom takes me on, takes us on every walk. I think it's fun. Yes. I, like, I do the same thing with podcasts. Yes. Where it's like, oh, I'm going to have an hour. I'm going to, like, go out with this show. Yes. Are there cool. certain uh, arenas? Do you listen to podcasts in your car? 100%. You do? All the time. Got it. Almost more than anything else. Almost more than music, more than the radio. Really? That is, that is my podcast. Via time. Bluetooth. Via Bluetooth. Nice. Via iPod plug-in, my friend. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, and you much, drive a Prius. It doesn't have Bluetooth? It does. I'm just a technophobe. Yeah, give, me, give me that wire. Give me that wire. Let me hear that I want click. the wire. Let me just I want the that. wire. I want something that can break. Right. I want something that I, want something that I will have that to break I and can break. That I, I can break. <laughs> Not that just will break. I want to break it. Right. I want to be able to I break it. I need more objects so that I can break them. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Okay. And much like my New York City public transit was my reading time, driving in LA, that's my body. It, it fills the same, it scratches the same itch. And you're going one and a half speed Never. on all those? Never. Never. You're, you're a strict one. Purist. Good to hear. Purist. Amir just was introduced to the one and a half. I was like, you own a freaking network and you didn't know that you can listen at one and a half Come speed? Come on. He was kidding. He didn't know about that? What a weirdo. No, he didn't know. I got to say that my, I have a friend, Nate, uh, who listens to all of his podcasts on two times speed. And yeah. to me, that is the mark of a psychopath. You're going to become impatient. Yeah, like my feeling is that you're going to become impatient I don't even in the real get world. That. Right. We talk even... fast and two times. He, he can't listen to our show two times. Can no he? way. I can't even listen to our show to two times. To me, my brain just needs I mean my brain like just just does not process things that quickly. Like no way, I just Jose. need to please my God. Yeah. Are you listening to podcasts in the car? No, not no, really. You're bumping ninety seven point one. Yeah, I'm listening to I'm listening to I like the radio. Yeah. I like the radio. Yeah. I like walking. I like podcasts with headphones on. Yes. And I'm not gonna drive with headphones on. Yes. But I'm gonna listen to rap music in the car. Yes. Makes me feel good. Yes. It is funny because it's like the more you do listen to podcasts and it's like guys like us that talk like this and like all these Ira Glass right. like imitators. Right. And then you check in with the FM radio for one second and it's just like Donnie hey, in the morning. <laughs> fart, fart, fart. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, like different different. Like right. Different timber different tone right. different baseline expectation podcast like, it's like you came to us yeah exactly radio it's like, it's like we, need the to, we need to keep you around <laughs> exactly <laughs> right i love it i kind of love it yep well yeah. uh another episode in the book sad fun would you say that this episode was gross i think it was disgu- filthy disgusting gross. 144 exactly. gross good one bill okay well for the public transit episode yep. i am billy scafuri i'm adam lustin like always we'll talk to you next week thanks so much Hong Kong. That was a HeadGum Podcast.